athleter podcast eric larkin thank you so much I, I, why do i always like pretend like i'm surprised that the person's here like i set this up i don't know <laughs> like, oh my gosh it's eric larkin holy shit <laughs> I knew this I mean, was coming for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, whether I did know or didn't doesn't matter. Thank you very much for for taking some time out to talk to us today. Yeah. Um, first things first. One of the things that that I love to do, uh, especially as it pertains to this sport, is I love to identify people that are doing things very differently you guys at valiant are doing things very differently so for those of the the people that are listening to this podcast that don't know what valiant prep is does or how it came about can you just give an overview of exactly what y'all do all right well we're a traditional uh school as far as it uh, comes to direct instruction uh, we have teachers in the classroom uh, teaching our students. So a lot of um, the misconceptions are we're doing homeschool and our kids are just online. That's not the case. So we have a 37,000 square foot facility, uh, 11 classrooms, six offices, uh, full size wrestling room, three mats, a, a gym, uh, two kitchens, a teacher's lounge. Um, and we're a private school tuition based and we have a little over 60 students and everyone here wrestles um so we kind of base our schedule our calendar at the beginning of every year around uh big wrestling tournaments so our kids don't miss classes uh we'll like there's fall breaks there's winter there's winter breaks and stuff like that but we move them accordingly however we can to so best you don't fit. get a you don't get a thanksgiving break you get a super 32 break <laughs> Co correct we have a super 32 break <laughs> that's kind of yeah. dope dude i don't know i think it's pretty cool yeah. with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, so uh, it's nice ha having one sport, but that also doesn't allow us to be in our state association because we only have one sport. Um, however, this year we're trying to have uh, six different ones uh, so we could be in the national preps. We have them locked and ready to go. Um, we just haven't kicked it off yet. Our first day of school was this Monday, um, and we need to have two sports per uh, per season. season. Mm -hmm. Yep, spring, winter, uh, fall. So um, what are the sports you're going to be offering? But two of them are video games. It's uh, EA Sports. Esports. <laughs> yep. Uh, cross country and golf. And Sounds very Arizona of you. And yes. we, we've already been last year we competed in this uh golf state tournament and our team took third so and they're all wrestlers <laughs> really just yeah. hacking it up out there just huh? hacking it up yeah they, wow. uh one of them uh, uh didn't wrestle his his brother was pretty good but uh they actually transferred out 
um they're actually really good at golf so really yeah oh, yeah man. uh the cool thing is we just uh found out that we got we have three of our own wrestlers from valley and who's number one so <laughs> that's pretty that's cool pretty and then, yeah just yesterday they we, they um asked kyler so we have christian castillo kyler and carly brooks and then we also have one from our wrestling club that mike douglas runs uh lidecker so we have four that train here uh they're all on who's number one so we wanted to have it here but we just couldn't get it done so it's in wisconsin yeah that's that's a pretty solid number there uh, but i look it's it's an awesome achievement i love it but i still am fixated on not just like the not just like um the how the how okay. how to start a valiant prep but what to me the the interesting part is the why it's like okay. if so many so many times we as a sport and we are so guilty of this we do what we do because it's what we've done and that is the like i can remember in 2013 i remember where i was standing when i heard that we got dropped from the olympic platform and the backlash was yeah. so much we're the oldest sport well, how could they do this why is that good why are we hanging our hat on the fact that we're the oldest sport that's not a good thing like that's not so but but that's it's indicative of of our sports kind of mentality um and perspective how do you have the 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 foresight wherewithal and means to go mm, i don't give a shit about a state title like i, I just don't care like as a, as an athlete as a coach as a dad i don't it's, it's not that important to me well that's just life in general no one likes change no one likes breaking the norm no one likes taking a different direction uh i did it because uh, i was coaching at a high school and uh my stipulations were hey in a few years i want to be part of the national preps i want to have a national schedule uh what do i need to do to get that done here and they said just prove yourself um and we did in three years we took second at state uh we had five ranked in the top 20. uh and i went and sat down with the catholic diocese and they said that no catholic diocese school in the state of arizona will be uh in the national preps they have to stay within the um uh, state, state association mm -hmm. yep and uh that happened and then also each year each two-year block i was moving us up a division so the school was small so it was here in arizona division four was the smallest so in order for like a dual meet we had to drive like two three hours to to do a dual meet like an, on an outlier school out of out of the city and i was like i'm not gonna do this so so i every two-year block i moved us up so we went four three two and we were about to be one which is like with the sunny sides and like the better teams right mm -hmm. so i was okay with that and then also at that same time i thought it would be able to be part of the national preps the football team didn't want to be part of the uh a division one the big schools and every sport at that time the, the new rule at the school was every whatever the football team and basketball team were every sport had to be it so it was we all sat around and we voted and of course everyone followed football and so we moved, got moved all the way back down to division four i got said i was told no to the national preps so i quit i sat back for a year 
and I had another job at the time. So I was able to do this kind of stuff. Like I was able to sit back and I wasn't trying to hustle and make money. I, I was just trying to figure out how can I do this for my boys? I'm, my son's going to be a freshman. And I'm like, what if I start my own school? And I just kind of just like laughed, laughed about it. And then I, I started talking to people. Uh, the principal here, Eric Pollock, wrestled at Bloomsburg, coached me at Arizona State. That's what he was doing at the time. He was getting schools accredited. I didn't know that. I knew he was a principal. So I called him, hey, what do you think about starting our own school? He goes, absolutely. I'm like, what? Are you sure? He's like, You're yeah. supposed to say no, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are we really doing this? And I talked to Mike Douglas. Uh, the, we're the three co-founders of Valiant. And I'm like, hey, dude, we can. You want, what do you think about starting a school? And we had a, a good wrestling club, Thoroughbred, with a lot of kids. And I'm like, what if we just bring over our best kids to start this first year? And then we we just put our backs against the wall and pulled the trigger and just went at it. We uh, we couldn't fail. That's how we felt. We put ourselves against the wall and we're like, let's just fight our way out and figure this out. Because we did, there was no there was no model that we really looked at and followed. So we were just like, let's try it. And we're still learning every day, like what to do better. And um, so that's kind of how it all started. We started with 19 students. Um, I wanted something for my boys that was. Um, that wasn't me dragging them along and coaching them. I knew I needed someone, a rock, somebody else that I really trusted, and that was Angel. So I sat with Angel, got him to be the, the wrestling coach, and I really pulled myself out of coaching my uh, my own kids. Uh, at least at the for the first several years, they built their foundation, they uh, gained trust in the coach, and then I, I kind of started implementing myself. I always was kind of helping. Uh, I wrestled with them a lot, but, I let them do their own thing, find their own passion, uh, their own drive instead of me giving it to them. And I think that's why they're really successful. Uh, back to we had 19 students. We went to 27, 52, 60. Now we're over 60 again. Um, our goal is to be maybe 100, 100 students. But that's everyone, all you want. That's all you want. Is to I don't want. One. Yeah, we, we can't manage anymore. Uh, the classroom sizes are great. Uh, the as far as like state testing, the standardized testing, the state itself is at 30, 20 to 30 percent success rate. Our school is 80 to 90th, 90th percentile for test scores. And then uh, obviously, you know, what we do in wrestling. I mean, we had not eight, nine All-Americans in Fargo this year, uh, put two uh, world team members uh, out there. Um, now we have three uh, wrestling for the number one spot. So, um. What was the biggest challenge that you didn't see coming starting starting a school like that? Um, just fundraising. Uh, I, I knew it was going to be uh, an, an issue and that's that's where we need to just finding consistency with the with the same donors and keeping them coming back each year. Um, there's a lot of turnover. We're on our sixth year. We always seem to find a way. Uh, but it's just, just that everyone, like a lot of people that have money, um, they have different interests. So they can go from here to here to here. So it's just trying to retain them. Um, I didn't see that when I, when we first started, but it happens. So just roll with the punches and figure it out. Will Valiant always be a school focused on wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we get these six sports all, all rolling, um, we have a very good chance of being in the national preps. Um, 
so th then again, I mean, that, that that's always going to be our backbone, right? Is wrestling. And that's, that's how we bring kids in. But as these other six school, uh, six sports grow, we might have kids coming for those sports. Uh, like we, I mean, like golf, EA sports, not a lot of schools have that here in Arizona. I guess it's a big thing. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> considering that you, you keep on calling it EA Sports, which is a brand, is as a, yeah, it's esports, what, but that's e okay. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> that's okay. What's, e, what's EA Sports? Am I it's just a, making that product. up? Yeah, <laughs> it's, so that's like saying, uh, all uh, soda is Coke. Oh, got it. Okay, it's, okay, so esports, right? Got whatever. It. It, uh, again, semantics because it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't infiltrate our world, yeah, but that's. It's interesting to me, man. It's it's like it's interesting because you have built a community around a community. I don't know how else to put that, right? Like wrestling yeah. in and of itself is this weird kind of community, but then all now you are taking that a step further what so i asked you what was the hardest thing that you didn't see coming what was like a benefit that you like having these kids in in the classroom they all have to wrestle what was the what's a benefit or a side effect that you've seen at valiant that you totally weren't expecting at all i guess i i, I didn't really think that I have that much of a pulse on every student here like our administration we know everything about all of our students and it's really easy to build a culture and do the right things when you're around the same kids and individuals all year long you don't lose them for three four five months after the season you don't know what they're doing mm. uh it's really easy easy to manage um like lives and trying to push them in the right direction. I didn't really think about all that when we started, but that's why I think we're very successful on the mat as well, because we don't lose our kids for three, four five months. We have them all year long and we can specifically tailor certain things to each kid. We have foundations that Angel has built and implemented that we stick to, like our, our, our leg defense, squaring our hips, um, getting our back straight good just all the real strong fundamental stuff but then we also can kind of go off and show Tyler's little slide by that he hits or Caleb works from an underhook because Theo's real quick on run run behinds like we can build differently with each kid because we get to spend so much time with them um that's been very beneficial across the board even in the classroom when it, our our teachers and our and our principal are so in tune with each one of the students in the classroom we advance them quicker like we have sixth graders taking eighth grade classes we've even had seventh and eighth graders taking calculus as seen because we we test them and we we put them in classes um not not based on their grade but based on their ability so mm. we're, we'll do that in the wrestling room as well we we break off into smaller groups we have certain groups working on certain things uh another group working on this we have kids doing uh, line drills and ladder drills for their footwork. It's just, it makes it a lot easier. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of work. It's constant, but we, we see growth 
happen at a, a higher rate because sooner and at a, at a at a more predictable rate that's interesting <laughs> and we try to start um, we start our students we try to have our kids wrestle at later ages like really comp compete uh that first year cadet is probably the first year that they, we really push them to maybe get 40 matches uh but before that like my son is going to be in seventh grade i think he wrestled 20 matches last year um my what's, the, what's the what's the mindset what's the thought process behind that um burnout uh just trying not to which happens to a lot of wrestlers they just get exhausted with it uh, when they get older we see that at, at the highest levels at the lowest at, at, at every level you see that happening just burnout so we try to start them later um growing into their body injuries um we have a kid that was five six last year he's like six one now he's like a baby giraffe so we'll we'll have him do different things just so he get strong and he can control his body and then we'll, we'll progress them. So hmm. I don't know if that's right, but that's, that's what we do. And it's, it's been, it seems to work. What is, uh, I guess, how much, how much time are you spending kind of thinking about wrestling versus thinking about a school? I think about wrestling all day. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. I'm, I watch film and video. Angel's even crazier than me. I mean, he watches it through the middle of the night all the time. Uh, school, I don't have to really, really put it as far as like the business. Is that what you're asking me? Like yeah. The, the school itself. Oh, I mean, both they come hand in hand for me. Um, I'm always trying to uh, generate funds for the school, build relationships. Uh, to be honest, I feel like I have like ten different hats that I wear. Like. Right now we're we're doing recruiting stuff for our older kids, doing the clearinghouse stuff, uh, fundraising, wrestling practice, uh, setting up events, uh, setting up travel. It's it's just a lot. So it's just all day long. Hmm. I enjoy it though. I do. Yeah, uh, you you meant like you mentioned, uh, you know, your one son's younger, but I don't think that the people listening to this know that you have half a dual meat team that live in your house <laughs> yeah i have five boys uh my oldest is uh a student at asu he doesn't wrestle he does all the videos for kyler on instagram and stuff and he's a he likes doing video editing and movies and stuff and he's going to school for business he wants to be a cpa but he also likes doing uh that kind of stuff and then caleb will wrestle for asu this next year Kyler's going through the recruiting process. We've had four different universities this week alone recruiting like six or seven different kids. Um, we had one here just this morning that just left. Uh, yeah, so it's just, it, it's there's so much going on. Uh, but yeah, I have five boys and that's why I started the school was, was for them. Yeah. The, now, I, I love to tell people that Valiant Prep is probably the, no, not probably, is the most successful charter school that is revolving around wrestling in the country. Private tuition-based school. Fair enough. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's okay. 
private school. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I know I have to make those distinctions and I have to be more strict with it, but I, I apologize. But good. here's the thing. It's not the first. And something tells me it won't be the last. But they have not been as successful. And I'm using that as a very broad term. Okay. Where do you think other places that are tuition-based private schools have gone tuition-based private schools that have revolved around wrestling? Where do you think they have gone wrong in the past? Not doing direct instruction, uh, doing cl uh, their classes online. Uh, that's frowned upon. So that's why we went the direct instruction route and, and picked up teachers to actually teach the, the individuals. I think that's where we made made the difference unless i'm missing something i don't know of anyone that has done that i mean all of our classes besides science and some um electives are all done in classroom with the teacher uh so the kids feel i mean they get to ask questions and actually talk to someone instead of just doing it on the computer and teaching themselves i think that's the difference um and i i think uh the other reason i mean there's a lot of people that have reached out that want to start a school like this. I've had so many different big names of clubs come and mm -hmm. sit in this office and we've talked through, through it. It's just, well, just doing it. It's scary as, it's scary as hell to do it. Mm -hmm. We did it that, I mean, other places can do it. They just got to do it. And that's what I always, they come in here and I, they ask all these questions. They want to get, get going on it. And I'm like, you just got to do it. Just put mm -hmm. yourself, just pull the trigger and go. Yeah, that's um, that's yeah. It's always going to be the hurdle. Sure, I mean, there you'll you'll find out who's for real about it yeah. quickly because you they'll do it or they won't. Yeah, but but I guess what I saw, dude, I heard some horror stories about some of these other schools that were popping up around the country, and it's just it sounds like the inmates running the asylum. I, I, how do you avoid that? Because we don't no look, man, like that's a real thing. Now, number one, kids don't stay on premises, right? Like, so you don't have dorm rooms. That's we'll never do that. I've heard too many horror stories, like you just said. Right. That just that just changes the game and would we wouldn't have made it six years. It just hearing the stories, what's happening in other places, you can't do that. We'd have to have security guard. It's just the liability is just ridiculous. Every, we've had so many people that want us to do dorms and housing, and we're not doing that. It's not happening. If someone wants to come here, they need to from another state. They need to move in with their family, or live with another family that they trust. But we're not. Yeah, we're not doing housing. No yeah, way. Yeah, that's that's um that seems to be oof, a recipe. Like, cause like we, I mean, it's it's not it's not new, right? Like, I mean, I can think of. I can think of three public high schools in the state of New Jersey that were shipping in kids from different areas of the state, different states and stuff like that. But it always winds up going real wrong, dude. Yeah. It always yep. winds up going real wrong. Where do you think, why do you think that is now? Number one, it's just kids, right? They're just kids being kids. That's number one. But why do you think that so many people can overlook the fact that it's 
a history of poor track record of it working out and go, no, 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 my kid will be fine. Uh, just, I, I would think that parents are just willing to do whatever they can to get their, uh, whatever sport it may be around, uh, like accredited proven programs and they're willing to do whatever they can to get them there and they'll overlook all the debauchery or whatever you want to call it uh just to get them there and say that's oh, not going to be my kid but it always is right i mean almost always almost, almost always. always you just yeah you're willing to do whatever for your kid i guess if i'm just thinking about it for myself i don't want my kids going anywhere i want them all to go to asu but they're not going to right i i want to keep them with me but parents are willing to send their kids out when they're young and they're still developing to ship them out, go to Blair, go to Wyoming Sim, uh, when they still don't have uh, a full structure of how they're supposed to live uh, from their parents. And it's easy to get caught up and do the wrong things. So I think that's just, they look, they look at what the success they're having. I want my kid to be the best at this. And they're willing to overlook all that other stuff. And I'm not willing to do that. Is there a end date that you're thinking about with Valiant? Or is this something where you're hoping that the school will live on past yourself? Yeah, definitely live on past myself. Uh, that's our whole uh, objective is a, a pay off this building completely in a short period and then we want to get this school endowed so once that happens then, I, then i'm gonna be done uh my my youngest is in seventh grade it'd be nice to have it done when he's a senior but i don't know if i can do that that's my goal <laughs> um you're, you're talking a lot about your sons uh it's it's tricky like being dad in this sport it's trickier being dad and coach in this sport and it's even more tricky to be dad coach and also be eric larkin who did win a couple national titles and and you know did put yourselves on some teams and stuff like that how do you mitigate those three things right because there was you as an athlete right and yeah it has to it has to influence the other two things in some capacity yeah it does definitely uh to be honest i try not to think about all that uh but there are times i do uh yeah i i Man, that's a hard question. Uh, I, I really try not to think about all that because then I, I start getting anxiety, I think, from it, from that. But I just, I have so many good people around me and, and my, my kids are around good people that I put a lot of trust in them. Uh, and that makes my life easier. My wife is phenomenal. Um, I mean, she had five of my boys and she's a great mom. She runs uh, an, uh, her own company herself so uh just being around good people um and putting trust in them and and 
that makes it easier and I don't have to think about all that other other stuff, I guess. How do you find a support system that that you can vet and know that you can put your trust in them? You get lucky, I think. <laughs> you're too much, man. You know you created this. That's you're you're look. I, 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 here's the thing. I I appreciate the modesty, but there's no chance involved, right? Like you you actively went and got Angel. You actively yeah. Like Mike, Mike's Mike. By the way. A lot of people know Angel. Nobody, maybe they do in Arizona, but the rest of the country, that guy Mike is aces, dude. Like, oh, he's, he's in, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He, and he's like, you did all this, dude. Yeah. I just, yeah, I know. I, I, I just, when I met these guys, I, I knew the kind of people they were and I just went after them and, and they believed in me and it just worked out. Yeah. Mike. Mike Douglas is phenomenal. He's, he's, he does everything. He's doing a lot of work right now across the hall for me. Uh, the principal is awesome. Our teachers have been with us since day one. Uh, the principal has worked with every one of these teachers uh, over the past 20 years. And he just all brought them all along. Um, they all took pay cuts year one. They didn't have benefits. They dropped their benefits because they believed in what we were doing. So we just found people that believed in in our goals and they saw our passion and we just kept building from there um and yeah i guess that's that's really it just just going out finding people that i trust and bringing them aboard and it's working out what was that vision you were selling year one uh the vision was that we would put your students, put them in a position where they would go to college on full ride scholarships. That was kind of what we sold. And pretty much every student that's graduated from here has went on some sort of academic athletic aid full scholarship. Uh, we have D1 kids, NAI ki kids, um, D2 kids. We haven't, we haven't seen anyone to D3 yet, but everyone i mean this is our sixth school year and everyone's went on to college and is doing something is that the so, same vision you were selling to the teachers and administrators as well correct and we told them that they're not going to be dealing with kids that aren't like-minded and driven they all have goals uh as well as the parents so they're not going to have problems in the classroom because we can lock that lock that down quick because we have a pulse on the school so we had it's easy oh, is that what you're calling it you're calling it a pulse you put yeah. your hands on these kids exactly. you're not just taking a pulse <laughs> these kids. Eh, 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 eh. It, no. it's really easy to get kids in line in wrestling when you're when you're in the wrestling room every day so our teachers have no issues with the kids it's simple um so the teachers bought in pretty quickly well that actually is kind of cool right because we talk about wrestlers getting burned out. Teachers get burned out, dude. Teachers get burned oh, yeah. out. Like some of these teachers are so jaded. Like my sister is a, uh, a public school teacher and like she has little kids and she, she loves the little ones. She goes, I go, why don't you want to like go out to the high school level? She's like, I would 
kill them. She's like, I would hate them. She goes, you know, by the time these teachers at a high school level, level at a, at a public school level, especially in Jersey, I don't know about everywhere else, but yeah, he go, you know, she, she's like, by the time they're 10 years in, they're stuck. They, they, they're stuck in a profession that has beaten them down because the kids like half of them want to be there. Half of them don't, you know, they're, they're, the ones that don't want to be there make it exponentially more difficult for the ones that do. And these, these teachers by year 10, they're stuck because they're making decent money, right? They're, yeah. they're basically unfireable, right? Cause they have tenure. So they can short of, uh, of coming in with a weapon they're 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 not going to get fired. So, <laughs> so they're stuck. They're stuck yeah. in this, this existence that like is, awful and 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 that it's actually sounds like a really nice sell to a teacher look you're gonna have to take a pay cut first first year for sure but if you understand where we're going with this mm -hmm. it's really kind of a no-brainer yeah right it, yeah I mean, it's, that's kind of cool it seems that easy I, I, thank god it worked out i mean they're all making more than they would be at any other school now and their day ends at 1230 if they're teaching high school and their day ends at 130 if they're teaching junior high and then they have a whole day and we don't have school on Fridays and they, all of our teachers alternate tutoring days on Fridays or there might be two teachers sometimes. So their schedule is shorter, they get paid more and class is easy because they're goal, goal driven students. There's no one here that doesn't want to be here. Everyone wants to be here. They want to be successful in the classroom. They want to be successful on the mat. So everyone is like-minded. The kids get on each other. If someone doesn't do well on a test, like, what did you do? They, they will literally talk crap to the kid about not doing well on a test. So it's just, it makes everyone better. Uh, it's, it's a pretty cool culture. Uh, if you're like to just spend time in the classrooms and, the kids get excited about, I got an A, I got an A, I, I did well on this assignment. It's not like a public school where I remember being in public school, oh, you're a nerd for getting all A's. That I, I remember that at Sunnyside. You're a nerd if you're getting all A's. And I just kept plugging away and doing what I doing what I did. But a lot of kids got sucked into that at, mm -hmm. at that at that high school. So I didn't want that here. And we, we talked about that uh, year one. And then once just everyone kind of bought in those initial 19 students, it just carried over and it carried over and, and the culture was built. All right. So then you, you mentioned having college coaches in the room. Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. I'm going to say, okay. I'm going to say I'm a college coach. I look at your graduating class of 10, let's call it. 12? We'll have ele 11 this year. So I was way off. Yep. <laughs> You're right on. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price. 
How is it possible that they all have three fives or better? So it, you guys are just you're just giving the maze so that they get into college. Now, when they get into college, they're gonna be my problem. What would you say to that guy? Now, they'll never be that blunt and obtuse about it. Correct. But but they will insinuate the same thing because that's what they mean when they when they talk to you, right? Like, I mean, let's be honest about it. Yeah. Uh they uh, to be honest, I've never had that that question. We haven't had in all of our kids that have went on. Uh we have one that's gonna be a senior. He wrestles at University of Cumberland. He's a three-time All-American for NAIA uh bryce nickel he struggled here in school uh i, I don't mean struggle like not bad but he, he didn't have 4.0 3.5 i think he graduated like a 3.2 he had no issues when he got there school is easy for him um we had uh, another student that wrestles for uh i'm drawing a blank um it's uh, what's his name? It's a school out out Midwest. Uh, he wrestled Oklahoma State, D one school. Uh, gosh, why am I drawing a blank on it? Not Wyoming. What's a D one school out there? That area. Air Force, um, Northern Colorado. We have Benji there. He's actually uh, uh, he's actually home for the for the summer. Uh, he he's in Northern Colorado. He's not having any issues. I think he struggled a little bit his first year, but he got a hang of it. Tanner Mendoza, I'm, I can't think Arkansas. Is it? Is oh, it okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, he struggled, um, and we got him back on trap on track. He left a, a public school where he was uh, not doing well in the classroom, and then he got into a smaller class, and we just pushed him and pushed him and pushed him, and he's had no no issues with school. Uh, I think that's kind of what you're asking me. Like, are yeah, you- yeah, yeah. Because, okay. like, yeah, it, no, it is. It, it is because, like, yeah, they're, they're not having any issues uh, in college. They're they're all successful. They're doing well. My my oldest boy has a 4.0 at ASU. I know it's not hard to have a 4.0 at ASU, but uh, he's he's taking hard classes and he has a 4.0. He had it here too. Uh, so they just they develop a good work ethic here. Uh, you can't you can't hide in the classroom with thirty students, thirty five students. You don't go, you you can't go unnoticed, right? right? So you're always having to be in the conversation and participate in class here. So when they transition to big classes, I think it's easier for them because they're already used to participating in class. That school's easier for them. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I don't really know. Um, how everyone does in those bigger classes uh that's left here but i do know everyone's uh still in school and not failing hmm. that's that's the goal right i mean like yeah that's the goal you know so yeah put them in school on a scholarship and then have them graduate that's that's the goal of a, that's the goal that's the goal right. yeah yeah that's um that's interesting man joel what else I'm guessing that most of the kids that that come to Valiant have pretty high expectations for themselves. What does the process look like for matching some of these kids with schools that may not be a Division One school? Yeah, we do that uh, absolutely. We know the kids that are going D one, uh, and then we have honest conversations with with our students. Like, hey, 
these are the schools you need to be looking at. Uh, pick five. This is where we see you right now. Uh, but then again, we also offer that gray shirt, which we've done with several students that would say, hey, if you're with us for one more year and you really want to go D1, we will try to get you there. And maybe there'll be an option for you after you gray shirt. And we've done that with several students. Um, one of them was Daniel Wanawato. Uh, there was three brothers. One went to UNC, Derek, uh, Derek Wanawato. Davion went to D1. He went to Southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. uh, he's their starter at 125. And then Daniel, they're all small kids. Um, so their issue was just getting them bigger to put size on. And that's what we did with Daniel. And then he just signed with South Dakota with Damian Hahn. So they all went division one, these three brothers from, from Eloy. And that's, that's a whole nother story. Um, that whole group, none of the, they're, they're all first generation college students. And it's because their leaders, um, Emilio Segiri, the, the, the father and Rogelio Chavez and Izzy Ibarra, they believed in what we were doing and they knew they did something different. So they, had the opportunity to go to university, go to college and change that, the, just change their whole family and, and where the direction that they were headed. They came to us and every single one of them was going D1. Um, the heavyweight went to uh, a JUCO, um, but I think everyone else is, you know, went to a D1 university. That's pretty incredible. Like, so, you know, I know you're, you um, are not, the best at tooting your own horn, but you got to know that you're making a pretty big impact on a pretty sizable amount of the community. Right. Cause like, you yeah, know, it's that, that's what it is for me. Like it's, it's what you're doing is it, it would be impressive if you did it for one kid for one year, but to have, you're you're making an impact on an entire community like we, that that yeah. water watermelon farming out in out in Eloy like that's <laughs> you want to talk about teachers being stuck in a cycle that they don't love to be in. It sounds exactly. very similar with exactly. those, the water watermelon farming. Like it's yep. pretty and crazy. Those, and we we sat down with them year one, and we we showed them what we were doing, but we weren't proven yet, so it was hard for them to jump on board and it's a big sacrifice what they did. I mean, their whole community was upset with them. Like they didn't, they didn't like what they were doing because they were pulling the, their best kids out of their community to go do something different. So they were, they got a, they had a lot of hate towards them. Uh, so they sacrificed a lot, uh, not just that, but the drive uh, every day to and from the school. Uh, How long is that? It's an hour, 20 minute drive to school every day and home mm -hmm. and they have to get up really early to get to school at 7 30 so they all can get in one van most of them are all in one van and they drive and they drive here every day they they've been pretty good this year they've been on time every day 7 15 sometimes they get stuck in the traffic on the 10 they're a little late but it, they sacrifice so much that that whole group and all the success they're having and then the, the eloy video on on flow uh, and they still represent Eloy, the community is starting to come around and support them more because they're still repping Eloy, Eloy boys, right? So the the community 
see the success they're having and they understand what the whole group is trying to do. They're not, they're not bashing Eloy. They're still repping it and they will. They just, they just want better, better lives. Uh, it seems like so much of the, the value of Valiant is being able to uh, kind of tailor the curriculum, you know, make special exceptions, things like that to really get the best experience for each individual at the school. Um, do you look at there being a cap on the amount of kids that you can uh, serve? Yeah, well, we initially, with, with this building that we have, we can hold 350 students. We don't. We don't want to do that. We'd have to have like five different wrestling practices. Uh, so we'd be here all day. That's not what we want. A uh, hundred kids is what we can manage. We can have three mats upstairs. We have a basketball court. We can put four mats down there. We could run like three, four different practices if we want. Uh, <laughs> not start a basketball team. Just put mats down on it. <laughs> there's there's, there's mats. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to start a basketball team. No, we it, it's funny. We every year we talk about adding different sports, but we're wrestlers. It's it's like we just want to wrestle. That's what we know how to do. Uh, but yeah, a hundred is is kind of where we want to cap it. We were thinking one hundred and fifty, but then when we get in the room and there's seventy five, that's what we we actually have two different practices now. We have a middle school practice and a high school practice, and kind of like overlap them. Uh, so we get an hour just with the high school group, and the junior high group comes in, and then we're able to work with both groups at the same time and then we have a whole hour to just the junior high and that seemed to work very well last year if we do get to 100 we're gonna have to hire some more coaches and run three four practices just so we we know we're getting the get the kids are getting individual attention all right what else joel shaw anything else before we cut mr larkin here Magic wand? Magic wand question. All right. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> All right. So you have a magic wand. You could change one thing about the sport of wrestling. What would it be? Ooh. Man. Uh, weight cutting. Uh, dehydration. Really? Uh, I mean, if you gave me a little more time, I, I could think of something pretty cool. But that just right off the top of my head, I, I think weight cutting. I think how do, uh, how do you? But how do you like? So what does that look like? Like we can't just so, have everyone agree. Don't cut weight anymore. Well, he, he gave me a magic wand, right? So right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, everyone buying into nutrition, eating healthy, doing the right things all day long. As far as your caloric intake, uh, strength and conditioning, drinking a gallon, two gallons of water. If everyone was doing that, and then you just put them on a scale. Yes, but that's not the case. That's impossible, right? Um, no, I don't know that it's impossible. Do you, do you not think that mat side weigh-ins would work? Yeah, actually, yeah. If it, I guess if they did that, because then... Yeah, you, you're not going to be dehydrated, that's for sure. You're gonna be I would dead not in, behoove you, no. <laughs> <laughs> you would be dead in two minutes. Matt Side Wayne's would be awesome. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on board with that. That'd be a good one. Mm. 
What what yeah. have you guys said to that one? What's the best the, one to you? The magical oh the best like so we've had the, some interesting ones. Uh -huh. Um it's almost uh, the, the the general consensus is just go to freestyle. Um that's like okay. That's oh, like the, the big one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but then we've had like um like really like kind of um in the weeds type of minutia like like kevin ward i don't even know if it was on this podcast but kevin ward said why are, why are we still doing ankle bands like can we figure out who's red who's green like this is dumb like like you know something as silly, yeah, yeah yeah but it's like but it's like yeah why are that's we, true we have no other way of figuring this out like we have to put a little piece of plastic around people's ankles it's dumb <laughs> yeah that's a good one i like that one i do too i thought kevin, <laughs> kevin ward was like brilliant when he said that's that. great you know all right then larkin um all right i will be in touch with you soon but thank you so much for coming on and sharing no problem some thanks insight. for having me i had fun appreciate you brother hey eric how can uh everyone find you uh i don't know just get on the internet. <laughs> See, that's the best part of this podcast. The best part of this podcast is the fact that you guys suck so bad at self-promotion that we actually just like we shine a light on all the people that suck really bad at self-promotion. So yeah, you're one of them. Websites Valiant College Wrestling or Valiant College Prep.com. I don't know. I, I'm bad at this stuff. <laughs> You hey, want me to, you want me to I'll just put what our website is. No, I'll put the link in the bio. Just <laughs> Thank don't you. worry about it. You you are the best. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys. All right, Larkin. Later, bud. Later.